Tuesday morning, JMI Wealth. Andrew Kelleher, good morning. Yeah, very good morning, Mike. We're looking at this, the trade balance, because those numbers were a deep worry. They're a big, fat red flag. There is a big, fat red flag here, and if, particularly when you look at it in context of some of the other numbers we've seen yesterday. So, yeah, actually, a bit of a quieter week for, for local data this week. I'm sure we'll have plenty to talk about, though, Mike. I'm sure there'll be plenty. Now, yesterday, Stats New Zealand released monthly merchandise trade data. And look, I'll admit it's probably not the sexiest piece of economic data. It's probably not a game changer as far as your daily routine is, is concerned. But, look, it's, it's an important illustration of the state of play of NZ Inc. And we are, after all, a small trading nation tucked away at the bottom of the world. Now, simply put, merchandise trade data looks at the value of imports versus exports. For This is traded goods, though, not services, traded goods. So what do the numbers tell us? Well, the value of goods exports rose. This is compared to February last year. And in fact, they were up quite, they were up quite strongly, up 22%, so $5.5 billion for the month. But on the flip side, Imports rose a whopping 37%, so that's 1.6 billion higher to 5.9 billion. Now you add this up, and you've got a deficit of 385 million for the month. And if we sort of break it down a little bit further, compare those numbers to last year, milk, there's, there's no real surprises here. Milk, powder, butter, cheese, they're up strongly, up 37%. Quantities did rise, but price, and we've talked about that before, Mike. Price is the real key. Um, meat, offal, casein, they were up as well, but a significant counterbalance to this was a massive rise in the value of imported petroleum and petrol products, uh, up 243 million or over 100%, led not unsurprisingly by a big lift in the value of crude oil imports. But what does it all mean? What does it all mean? Now, it's a monthly data series, and the monthly numbers can be volatile. So, one off. A monthly number sort of doesn't make a story, but if you look, you can look at trends. Trends are important. February is normally a trade surplus, not a deficit, and I believe this is the biggest February deficit we have ever seen. And here's the scary numbers, Mike. If I look at the annual number, the rolling annual trade deficit is 8.4 billion. It is the highest ever. Now, a year ago, the rolling annual trade balance was a surplus of 2.4 billion, so a huge turnaround. And remember last week, Mike, we talked about we were talking about current accounts. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's rapidly rising, rapidly deteriorating. Here's more evidence of the fact that we have got, we are spending more than we are earning, and we are doing it at a at quite mm-hmm. a rate. So some quite worrying trends here, which at the moment. Not a concern, but if these keep going, we're going to have problems. We're living beyond our means. Speaking of which, yep. Russia, they they coughed up some American dollars last week, didn't they? They they made the initial payments. Yeah, they did. So this is this is sort of one of these slow burners, but not going to go away. So we've we've talked quite a lot about sanctions, haven't we, Mike? And, and you know, sanctions can be done at the stroke of a pen, but then you have to work out what the consequences of those actions are. And the strategy at the moment is for the sanctions sort of to place economic pressure on the Russian government rethink what they're doing in Ukraine, so it's sort of economic warfare, the weaponization of finance, all that sort of stuff. Uh, but there's now speculation about the possibility of default. Uh, basically, the Russian government and companies won't be able to repay their debt, and it's foreign debt here that they own that's problematic. Now, at the end of last week, uh, Russian officials did make transfers to satisfy a couple of interest payments that were due, making them in in the foreign currency, and they had threatened to repay this stuff in rubles, which of course worth nothing at the moment, but this will be continue to be to be a hot topic. Here's the scale of the problem: um, over the next ten weeks, they've got 488 million of interest payments that are due, and there's a bond maturity next month, two billion US dollars. 
In the background, there's apparently about 150 US billion of foreign debt. That's a mixture of US government, uh, sorry, of Russian government and, and Russian corporate debt. Now, if you think we were getting worried about Evergrande, the Chinese construction company, they owed a lot less than this. Um, overseas. So it's a, the scale of the problem is quite large. It's not going to go away. It has global implications, so we'll just keep an eye on this. Righto numbers. Yeah, actually, the market was looking okay until about uh, till a little while ago when old Jerome Powell hit the headlines and told us that inflation is too high and he's going to get tough on it. Um, and the market didn't like that. So the Dow Jones is now at down 404 points. It's down over 1%, 34351. Uh, the S&P 500 is down 0.6%. It's at 4434. And the NASDAQ, uh, 13,692. It's down 200 points, about 1.4%. And they were sort of relatively flat earlier on. The FTSE 100 up 38 overnight, 7442. Uh, the Nikkei gained 0.65%, closed at 26827. Uh, the Shanghai Composite uh, gained 3, 3253. And the Australasian market's relatively quiet yesterday. The ASX 200 closing 7278, uh, down small. And the NSX 50 closing at 12,100. 177 up small uh, currencies 0.6888 against the US 0.9306 Aussie 0.6237 Euro 0.5218 pounds 82.15 yen gold 1930 bucks and Brent crude actually starting to creep back mm. up again $114.39 All right, I might catch up tomorrow jmiwealth.co.nz Andrew Kelleher